Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome to Spirit Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Last week's episode was on spirit guides, and before I get started on today's topic, I want to touch on a few things that came to me kind of right after recording, as well as a few questions that have come in. Last week, I forgot to talk about guides' names, gender, and appearance. When it comes to names or what we call our guides, they really don't care. Anything you call your guide is for you. I've never got a name for my guide personally that makes any sense. I experimented with calling him by a name that I just picked, but that didn't really do it for me. I don't call him by any name now, and that suits me fine. If you want a name, you can ask and see if one comes. Just go with what feels right. For me, it's not really important and I haven't received a name for him, so I just leave it as that. If you like the name Xenod for your guide, go for it. They don't really mind. Also, I keep saying him and he for my guide. This is also mostly for me and my humanness. Guides are spirit and don't have a specific gender, really. My guide presents himself in a very specific and detailed way. He always looks the same. I have come to understand through him that he looks to me like he looked in his last life, the life in which he learned things that he's now helping me out with. Guides are a match to our life plan and they can pull from many of their own experiences, meaning they can take lessons from several several of their human avatars. For my guide, He pulls a lot from the life he lived as the man who he shows himself to me as. Many people never visually see their guide and that's 100% okay. Everyone works in their own unique way when connecting with spirit. All of it is amazing and beautiful and truly connections of any kind are a miracle and shouldn't be thought of as less than in any way. When it comes to appearance, I have definitely told people how I see their guide I can tune into guide energy quite well, likely from all the practice that I've had with my own guide. But as it stands now, I'm kind of battling with whether I will continue to describe a guide's appearance. It's something I'm mulling over right now. I don't have any issue with giving messages from guides, but when it comes to looks, I don't want to bias anyone. How they perceive their guide might be different for them than it is for me. Appearance, when it comes to spirit, can be very subjective, and there's nothing like experiencing your own guide's energy for yourself. That's just me. I I might change my mind. I'm toiling over it at this moment, whether or not I will describe physical appearance of people's guide. Okay, a couple more questions came through about guides, and I wanted to address them here because, you know, if somebody's asking them, then I'm sure there's others wondering the same thing. So this listener said, Hi, Brandy. Just listened to your podcast on spirit guides and was wondering two things. One, is our spirit guide the same through each life? And two, is our soul ever somebody else's spirit guide? 
Such rad questions. Okay, typically in each life we get a new guide. It's possible to have the same guide twice, I guess, but for the most part, we get a new one because each life comes with new lessons and experiences. One guide can't possibly be a match to each life. They are still learning just like we are. And so when we pick new lessons for our soul contract, we get a new guide. I hate to say never, so I would just say that it's rare that we get the same one twice. And about the second question she had, yes, we can be guides too. Guides are spirit with human experiences, so we could definitely become a guide, and some of us likely have been guides already. I love that question. Just as an aside, in my own mind, I've been thinking lately about how time isn't linear, so really our lives are probably happening simultaneously, and we could be a guide right now for all we know, but that makes these topics kind of hard to talk about, and it goes beyond what we can explain or really understand. Um, me as an everyday spiritual person, uh, I'm no uh, theoretical scientist, but from time to time, I will go down rabbit hole and uh, read very smart people's theories. Timeless cosmos is sometimes referred to as block universe. It can be really fun to dive into those ideas for sure. I'm not going to get quite that deep on this podcast, but it's definitely fun to think about and just wanted to bring that up since we're talking about past lives and it can definitely happen all at once. That just kind of breaks most people's brains <laughs> and it gets so kind of out there that it's hard to conceptualize these ideas in that way. So, but thank you so much guys for your engagement and interaction. The show is only, I think seven episodes in, but it's really starting to pick up and it makes my heart sing. Alrighty. Today, we're going to do a bit of reflection on history and finding inspiration in an incredible man. He's an engineer, a physicist, and an inventor, Mr. Nikola Tesla. Now, bear with me. I know for me, history class was a snooze, though I think if I did it at this stage in life, I might enjoy it much more than I did in high school and my brief stint in college. But there are some incredibly mystical tidbits when it comes to Mr. Tesla and I think you'll enjoy. I'm also going to introduce the subject of numerology to the show for the first time. Yay! I have a love for numbers and meanings attached to them. I started offering numerology readings in November 2020. It's my first and only offering at this point. A lot of people who start a podcast, I guess, have a full-blown business, so maybe I'm doing it a bit backwards, but I do feel that I'll have more offerings in the future. I'm just not rushing it. I've been enjoying my own development phase, so I want to, you know, enjoy the moment, not push too fast. If you're always pushing to an end point, then you don't appreciate the journey. And I've learned that the hard way a few times. <laughs> of course, spiritual development never ends. It's a lifelong journey. Heck, it lasts many lifetimes in most cases. Okay, enough asides. Mr. Tesla. I came across a quote of Tesla's that intrigued me, which is why I started to look into him in the first place. The quote is, if you understand energy, vibration, and frequency, you unlock the keys to the universe. Being a person who loves Reiki and any kind of energy work, that quote really stood out to me. So I did a little deep dive. In my research on Tesla, I found so many fascinating quotes and tidbits about the man he was. Tesla was one of the greatest engineers that ever existed. He studied physics and changed our world in so many ways. 
His inventions are used today in things like neon and fluorescent lights, wireless transmission, computers, smartphones, remote controls, laser beams, x-rays, robotics, and he designed the alternating current system, which is the predominant electrical system used across the world today. Tesla was born in Croatia on July 10, 1856. He was one of five children. His father was a priest, a poet, and a writer. But Nikola's interest in electrical invention was spurred by his mother, who invented small household appliances in her spare time while her kids were growing up. Sounds like a pretty amazing lady herself. Interestingly, Tesla was born during a lightning storm. Perhaps the universe's way of foreshadowing his future of being one of the fathers of electricity as we know it today. During his birth, a midwife was said to have declared that the newborn would be a child of the storm. To which Tesla's mother replied, no, of light. When Tesla was five, his older brother passed away. And so it became expected of Nikola that he would follow in his father's footsteps and become a priest. He didn't like that idea at all. He wanted desperately to study engineering. He had a brilliant mind for mathematics at a young age. When he contracted cholera at 17, he got very ill and nearly died several times. Then, in a moment of desperation, as Nikola was clearly dying and the doctor treating him said that there's nothing else that he can do, not wanting to lose his son, his father said to him, quote, you will be an engineer. Do you hear me? You will go to the best technical institute I can find, and you will be a great engineer. You will get what you want. You will be a great engineer, if that's what you want. Immediately after that, Nicholas' health turned a corner, and he recovered. A true testament to the power of the mind and how motivation of one's passion can make all the difference to their health. The physical body is connected to the emotional body. Now, Nicola was not religious. He refuted becoming a priest as a youngster, and there are quotes where he talks about some religious practices being mere superstition. And some say that he was atheist, though I can't find anything in my research to suggest that. What I think is he didn't embrace religion. However, he obviously spoke the language of energy and was an extremely deep thinker. To me, it's clear he had a spiritual nature, just given the quotes I've read. He lived through a time, though, that spirituality and religion were more interlinked. Many people didn't consider that you could have one without the other. So folks who said that he was an atheist likely jumped to that conclusion simply because he wasn't religious. But here's a quote of Tesla's that speaks to the fact that he not only thought about God, but clearly to me he was not an atheist. Here's the quote. The gift of mental power comes from God, divine being. And if we concentrate our mind on that truth, we become in tune with this great power. So to me, it seems like Nikola Tesla was more enlightened to the ways of the universe than most people assumed. And funny enough, he was known to be friends with Swami Vivekananda, a Hindu monk who was a spiritual teacher and responsible for introducing yoga to the Western world. Hmm. So numerology. I calculate people's numbers. <laughs> it's kind of a compulsion. <laughs> numerology fascinates me and I can go on about the history about it, but I don't want to get too far off topic. So to sum it up, 
Numerology is is the study of numbers and their correlation to real world events. Given a person's birth date and name, numerologists add up all the numbers and reduce it down to a single digit. Well, usually to a single digit with the exception of master numbers. Uh, These numbers tell a great deal about a person, um, their personality. Similar to astrology, it's a little piece of the puzzle. A cosmic signature that makes up a person's personality, strengths, weaknesses, etc. And I'm including numerology in this today because when I calculated Tesla's numbers, I was like, yes, I, I wasn't surprised at all. If I was to guess what he had for his two most important numbers that I'll talk about today, I would have guessed right. And you'll see why. His life path is one. The life path number is calculated by birth date. And it's the most significant number in one's chart. Some phrases that describe a person with life path one are the innovative leader, the independent individual, and the path of a pioneer. Those all kind of sum up one in a nutshell. Ones can often be quirky. And there are several accounts that point to Tesla's eccentric behaviors, which he probably gets from that one energy. When a one is not in their power, they can get wrapped up in what people think of them and get really in their head, being both critical of themselves and others. But when a one realizes how their mind works, it results in achievement of large-scale ambitions, and they end up getting recognized for their work just by being themselves and embracing their own ingenuity and uniqueness. The number one is representative of progress. They have goals, and each step taken toward the greater idea is a goal in itself. When a one knows what they want and have focus, they're unstoppable. So when a life path one is self-aware, accepts who they are, and gets comfortable in a role of leader or pioneer, then they naturally get positive reactions from others. They become quite magnetic. There's also this whole vibe of having to go it alone. Ones need periods of isolation so they can focus on what's important to them. They have the power of concentration and that's key to their success, especially when they see the big picture. And holy hell, did Tesla ever experience that part of the energy of number one? Here's a quote Nikola said, The mind is sharper and keener in seclusion and uninterrupted solitude. Originality thrives in seclusion, free of outside influences beating upon us to cripple the creative mind. Be alone. That is the secret of invention. Be alone. That is where ideas are born. If that isn't a quote by a one, I don't know what is. (laughs) And it seems that Nicola really understood that he needed to embrace his uniqueness. And as a one not worry about others' judgments. A one's motivation and drive has to come from within in order to reach their potential. And did Tesla ever seem to know that about himself? Another quote. I roamed in the mountains, loaded with a hunter's outfit and a bundle of books. And this contact with nature made me stronger in body as well as mind. So to me, it's clear that Nikola Tesla embodied the highest vibration of one and was so assured and self-confident in his vision that he created incredible things. Ones have strong personal needs, interests, and ambitions, 
and must follow their own convictions to achieve them. How else can a pioneer operate? Okay, I mentioned vision. That's where Nikola's master number 11 comes in. His destiny number, which I calculated from his name, is master number 11. I'm not going to get into a whole spiel about master numbers. I'll just say that people with master numbers, especially in their major personality numbers, have incredible potential. But it doesn't always mean that they reach this potential, just that it's there. The destiny number is the second most important number in a person's chart, and Tesla's was 11. So 11 emphasizes philosophy, science, ethics, spirituality, metaphysics, and the arts. Those are the areas that provide a person with 11 inspiration. 11s are deep thinkers. They have an incredible amount of mental energy, and they envision things like no other, to the point where they can actually work on an idea to see it in their mind's eye, working on problems and solving them even before the thing has come into the physical world. 11s do this all with their mind. Here's another quote of Tesla's. And if this doesn't personify someone who has tapped into the master number vibration and potential, I don't know what is. Okay, here's the quote. My method is different. I do not rush into actual work. When I get a new idea, I start at once building it up in my imagination and make improvements and operate the device in my mind. When I've gone so far as to embody everything in my invention, every possible improvement I can think of, and when I see no fault anywhere, I put into concrete form the final product of my brain. So 11s spend a lot of their time thinking about things that are non-physical. They're philosophical by nature. And there aren't many 11s that don't have an interest in metaphysics. Here's another quote of Tesla's. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena it will take more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. So you get a sense here of how he thought a lot about the non-physical, as an 11 would. And that gets me wondering, what non-physical phenomena is he talking about here? He seems to think about metaphysical things quite a bit. Another way to describe people with 11 is, they are psychic. They have the power of clairvoyance quite naturally. They are seers. And when reading about Tesla, I got the feeling that he was incredibly psychic and understood spiritual concepts on a deep level. For example, he talked about what in today's spiritual community would be considered astral projection. He said, another quote, Every night, when alone, I would start on my journeys see new places, cities, and countries, live there, meet new people, and make new friendships and acquaintances. Hmm. Now, doesn't that sound like he projected his soul out and actually had experiences outside his body? That quote makes it sound like he did this stuff intentionally and went on astral projection journeys regularly. How cool, eh? Given the perspective of time and being able to lump a bunch of his quotes together and see what kind of man he was through his own words, it's so apparent that Tesla's life path number and destiny number are accurate AF. I mean, he wrote a book called The Problem of Increasing Human Energy, Scientific Ideas Toward the Longevity of Human Race. 
That screams one in 11 combo. A pioneer with a vision. It speaks to his pioneering spirit of one and his ability to have deep thinking around ideas that involve non-physical. He speaks energy. That comes from his 11. Another example of how he embodied 1 and 11 is, during his youth, Nicola saw a steel engraving of Niagara Falls. In his imagination, there appeared a huge water wheel being turned by the power of the water. He said to an uncle that he would go to America one day and capture energy in this way. 30 years later, he did exactly that. So what he saw in his mind ended up becoming a new ingenious way of capturing energy. That is him using his 111 combo and fulfilling his innate potential. How incredible. I hope you enjoyed hearing a bit about Nikola Tesla. Isn't he inspiring? That about does it for the episode. Um, If you have a spiritual topic you'd like to discuss, you can join the Facebook group Spirit Talk, a group for spiritual discussion. (laughs) The link is in the show notes. Also linked are my Instagram and Facebook pages, Spirit Talk 13. If you are interested in getting a numerology reading by me, please send me a message. Um, I have my email in the show notes as well, um, or check out my Instagram page. I do the readings over email. I hand calculate your number on a sheet of paper and attach it to the email. And what you get is a report with your seven personality numbers, karmic debt numbers, and karmic lesson numbers. Um, I put it all together with the meaning of each number. Then, based on your personality numbers, I give an intuitive reading. That's a few paragraphs I write about you and how I see your numbers working together. So for that, you can go to my Instagram page or send me an email. It's been really fun to do these. I love seeing the different combinations of numbers coming in. It's so fascinating. Using the inspiration I got from learning about Nikola Tesla for this episode, I created a mantra and I'll leave you with that today. This is a mantra anyone can use to stand in their own power and feel a connection to source. So until we meet again, friends, here's the mantra. I come from the same source as all of the great people who inspire me. I am capable of doing incredible things. There is no limit to the possibilities in my life.